welcome to the Creative Kickstarter podcast. I'm Amanda Holland and I invite you to kick out problems and step into creating infinite possibilities in your life, your business and the world. What if it's all way easier than you think? Hello and welcome back to the Creative Kickstarter podcast. It's so cool to be with you again. I am going to jump straight into it as I love to do and we're going to talk about doubt. That's like last time it was fear which was dun 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 and now it's doubt. Just because it's another distractor implant. So if you listen to the last episode about fear I talked about um, the, this concept of distractor implants and fear is a distractor implant and doubt is also a distractor implant. So it's something designed to distract us from being as potent as we are, as present as we can be, as, as um, aware and open to possibilities as we can be. And it's actually quite easy to change. So if you haven't listened to the fear um, podcast, please go back and listen because I also talk about this amazing tool called the access consciousness clearing statement. And you can go and find out more about the clearing statement at theclearingstatement.com to describe it. It's a uh, sentence of words that actually clear energy and uh, I was using it in the last uh, episode and I may use it again because when you talk about distractor implants, um, of which fear and doubt are two, there's actually 24, um, it really, it's just like amazing, this powerful this powerful tool to change these things that have been ruling your life. Now, I don't know if you guys out there are anything like me or if I am the only one who has ever felt crippling self-doubt. Like last time I was talking about how I basically lived in fear until I realized I could actually just change it really instantly or that I might have been actually misidentifying excitement as fear. But doubt, doubt was a bit of a different ball game for me. Um, it's been basically one of my favorite tools to use against myself. It's like a, a weapon of mass self-destruction. And um, anyone who's ever experienced any self-doubt knows that because it can stop you in your tracks. And with self-doubt, you can talk yourself out of anything. It's really kind of brilliant in its horrendousness. And I'm definitely someone who has had doubt allowed doubt, chosen doubt to play out big time in my world. And one of the, one of the reasons we make ourselves susceptible to doubt, I get, is that we don't trust ourselves. We're not really raised in a world where people say, Hey, trust you, you know, you are the one who knows what's right for you. You're the one who knows what works for you. You know, follow, follow your gut instinct. And and I mean, I had like one parent who did, who was a very intuitive person and always trusted their gut instinct and encouraged me. But there also was a limit to that because they also had a lot of self-doubt and I'd see how that would play out in their life. And I had another parent who told me that I shouldn't trust myself and that I really should always listen to other people who knew better than, uh, you know, better than me, namely them 
specifically. So I wasn't encouraged to trust myself because they wanted to have a sense of being the person who was wiser and knew better and that I would always come to them for advice and basically that I would learn to see the world, you know, the way that they did. So I would trust their view on things rather than develop my own just in case it became so different that it would be irreconcilable or something. I'm not really sure. But I knew that that's, I became cluey to that later in life when I told told one of my parents, hey, I found this stuff, these awesome tools. And it's really about like trusting you and knowing what you know. And they turned around and looked at me and said, well, that's really dangerous. And when you fall, I'll be there to help pick you up. And I was like, oh, so I knew really from that conversation, I had not been raised to trust myself, that doubting myself was more valuable to the people around me, whether it was so they could have more influence on me or whether it was because they themselves were self-doubters and they're like, of course, this is just kind of the way it is. Well, if you've ever had anything like that, and basically I think if you were born on this planet, you've probably had some version of that come your way in some form or another. It's total bullshit. Public service announcement, total bullshit. Doubt is a distractor implant. And when you get that, you can actually start to just be present with when the doubt comes up and just destroy and uncreate it. Or as we love to say in Access, pock and pod that. Like clear it out. Clear out the energetic kind of magnetic pull underneath it that keeps it playing out over and over and over. So I just want to use like a really great uh, example of where I didn't, like where I, I really just doubted me so much, but I never, I never realized it was um, self-doubt playing out because this, these are the things about these, um, these distractors is they're kind of insidious. They're not always obvious. And I mean, some of them are, and then some of them aren't. And you, and you don't realize it until probably you've really started to change it and you look at it and you go, oh, that's kind of how it got me. So one of my biggest areas of self-doubt was um, getting a job, getting employment. When I, when I left high school, I, I didn't really have a job. I'd sort of worked on and off for my dad in his, in his business through school. And then because we sort of lived a little bit remote, it was kind of hard um, to go somewhere and work and um, without, you know, having someone actually take me there all the time. So uh, it wasn't really until just before I got my license, actually, that I got a job working at a hardware store. <laughs> it was not my first choice of job, but I already had so much crippling self-doubt. I didn't believe that I could get the job I wanted. I really wanted to work in a bookstore, but I, I definitely had this energy of, I'm so pathetic. You, you won't want to hire me. So um but, you know, I managed to get this job at this, this hardware store and I, um, and it ended up being the first of many casual part-time temping jobs I had while I was studying where I had really, uh, not nice manipulative people as like, if not my boss, like my immediate superior or something. And to me, that was actually so normal. 
to have someone who was always like looking at me with distrust and checking in on me and undermining me and calling me out in front of other people or um, assume like telling me that I was lazy or not committed or that I didn't have the right attitude and that was actually how I expected the job market to be based on in particular I had a parent who told me that's how it was it was always they were always telling me about their terrible stories of when they were employed by other people and how they were treated and how they always ended up in conflict and so I had built this picture of when I go out to get a job that's what it's going to be and and so I was going to have to I was coming from this place of okay I didn't have much trust in myself I doubted myself and I felt like I was always going to have to be proving myself to other people and that's one of the big things when you're a big doubter I think you always have to you have this sense where you feel like you have to prove yourself to people all the time to try and overcome that self-doubt you you're trying to find validation in people but if you've got this sort of mindset of you're not a trustworthy person or you're doubting yourself all the time what you tend to do is you pull in people who match that energy so they kind of validate the shit you think about yourself rather than what you want them to validate about you which is like the opposite of what you think is true about yourself so that might be really curly and I'm I'm sorry if that sort of sounds quite complicated, but that is where we have these weird, insane, complicated ways of functioning that really screw us up. And then we're not able to be and do everything that we know we should be able to be and do if only we didn't have fear or doubt or all that other stuff going on. So I went from like, I worked at that job and then I got like another job and another job. And then one time I got this, this job, um, working for a company and I was in a, uh, in a small team of three people, like the boss and two other people. And I really, it was my first like big, like tamping job, you know, like in a proper office. And I had to actually do like real work and they were so wonderful and supportive of me. And they, if I couldn't do something, they didn't worry about it. They didn't make me feel bad. It was just like, cool. And, and they just, you know, they, they liked me. They liked my personality. They didn't have a point of view. They were appreciative. They were grateful. And when I left, they had this amazing party for me and they gave me presents. And I was just shocked beyond belief and kind of so shocked that I kind of like ran away from it. Like I didn't really stay in touch with all of, I stayed in touch with one person. And, but it, it didn't really hit me that I actually had a lot of trouble receiving because I still doubted myself. Like it was like to have this trust and this care from these people that I like work for that paid me was so weird. Um, it took me a long time to, because I had no value of myself, it took me a long time to actually receive it. And it wasn't until many years later when I, after I'd been through many other jobs and had other horrible bosses, that I got another another temp job with this um, big company. And I mean, they didn't know me. They just hired me straight off a five minute interview and they let me loose. And anytime I'd go into that proving, like trying to like prove that I was trustworthy or prove that I was this, like the, the woman who was my supervisor would look at me like I'd grown three heads. Cause she was like, well, of course I trust you. Like, just, you're fine. Just keep doing what you're doing. You're great. We're grateful for you. And no problem. And any, any time I'd 
just go into that like doubt or I'd, or I'd start to talk to her from that thing of trying to overcome my self-doubt to prove to myself and her she'd just get this weird look like does not compute does not compute and I eventually after about like the eighth time this happened I caught myself and I went wait this woman trusts me if I keep doing this and keep coming to her from this weird energy, she's going to start like going, is she doing something that I should be worried about? But I was literally trying to put that doubt in her universe to match the doubt that I had of myself. And I was like, okay, I've got to cut that out, like cut that crap out and just get that this person trusts me and that I'm doing my job because I am doing my job, right? I am doing it. I'm fine. Like there's, there's nothing weird other than what I'm making weird. But I will admit it was so uncomfortable for me to, to, to realize that and not have to try and fill it with this space of like, but don't you get like, I, I, you can't trust me because I just don't trust myself. Oh, crazy. Gosh, people, we are so gosh darn crazy. Anyway, so, and, and I mean, this was like, after I'd heard about the distractor implants, but I still didn't realize how this was like the distractor of doubt playing out. So I wasn't even going, oh wait, that's doubt, pock and pod that. It was only after like, after I sort of had this little mini revelation, which was kind of like a big deal in a lot of ways that I went, oh, that's doubt. That is how I've used doubt. And every time I'd go into that weird energy, that was actually the, the distractor energy of doubt activating in my life. And all I really needed to do was, okay, acknowledge it and then clear it. Destroy and uncreate it and run the clearing statement. Right, wrong, good, bad, pock, pot, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. Now, the thing I didn't say last time about the clearing statement is it is an amazing tool that you don't even have to say out loud and you can do it in your head and it'll change things. It'll change things. So anytime that doubt comes up, and I will admit, like, I still have those moments, like, especially if I'm about to send, like, an invoice out to a client, that tends to be one of the places where I've noticed I still activate that doubt. Like, I go into, like, oh, is this person going to, you know, what are they going to think? And am I charging too much? Am I too... I would just go into this whole weird mental thing about... Um, invoice like even if they like they already knew I'd already talked with them they already knew what I was gonna like be charging them and I would still do this thing crazy again wow how much was I just using these doubts to just stop me from like hitting the send button and getting on with my life crazy so now when that comes up even if it's just a little little niggle I just Okay, all the distractor implants of doubt. I now destroy and uncreate them all. Right, wrong, good, bad, pot, pot, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. So really this crazy sounding phrase is a huge key to the kingdom. If you can, like, I found like, I've done a lot of like, uh, I guess, energetic and healing modalities. I've done things that are weirder than access and that have worked like, like, to a lesser degree so when when I came across this and it was like another weird thing it did cross my mind it was like wow this does sound weird but it worked and this is what I love I mean this is what I appreciate about myself and about you know anyone who's willing to go on this journey and do things a little different it's that 
you know, it doesn't matter how weird something is. If it works, if it makes your life easier, if it creates greater, I use it. If it doesn't work, throw it away. And this is what I realized about these access tools is they are pragmatic. They're, they work. And just running that clearing statement when these like fear and doubt and all this kind of stuff comes up is really effective. It actually changes things. And it was the first time that I actually start to started to feel free of that and instantaneously. And it's not that, okay, things don't come up and get activated, but it's every time it does, it's like, okay, clear it, you know, clear that distractor implant, you know, it's, it's, I mean, even the word distractor implant, yeah, it's kind of weird, but it matched what was coming up. It was like this weird thing that was kind of in my world at any time these particular situations would come up, that doubt would just flare up every time I'd get a new job and I'd feel like I needed to prove myself to the boss or whatever, these doubts and all these memories of like the old bosses or, you know, how I was treated before or whatever would come up and, and it would activate that doubt. And then, or, you know, or I'd go, I'd, I'd be talking about money and what I was going to charge or sending out an invoice and that doubt thing would come up or, or, you know, I'd, I'd be in a, a situation where I didn't know everything or didn't understand everything that was going on. And, and, and then I would go into self doubt, like, should I be here? Should I not be here? Like what's going on? Is this, you know, is this the right time? You know, all those things where I'd like doubt myself or doubt my awareness or doubt my choices would be activated. And it's like, Oh, but then when I'd actually go, okay, all the distracted implants of doubt here, destroy and uncreate them. It would, clear it and use the clearing statement it would dissipate from my universe and it, things would be like not solid like I couldn't grab onto them and, and reactivate them any anymore and it just became less and less in my life and it was so hugely effective and it has been so hugely effective that I really now when I go out there in the world and when I interact with people I'm not constantly trying to overcome or squash or suppress these weird jangly energies, doubts and fears that come up in my world because they're no longer there or I can recognize, okay, that's a distractor implant or it's not even mine. I'm just aware of that energy around me. And that's another tool that I've, I've talked about, I'm sure in previous episodes, who does that, the question, who does this belong to? Because we're so aware, but I'm going to talk about that more in another episode. I hope this uh, I hope this episode about doubt has been a contribution to you. I know that for me, it self-doubt and self-criticism has been so huge in my world for so much of my life to actually have a tool that, that really worked to change it so that I actually was like the beautiful, radiant, confident person I always knew I was inside and, and often would display to be outside, but, you know, I could have it all the way through. I could have it on the outside and the inside and, and not be, um, stop myself from making choices and, and doing what I really like to do based on being stopped by fear and doubt. It's been amazing. And so I hope this contributes to you and maybe create something amazing for you too. As always, love to hear what you've been doing. So please drop me a line. Bye for now. 
Thanks for listening to this show. My target is to make creating your life and world easier, more fun and greater every day. If you enjoyed this podcast, please leave a five-star review on iTunes and share this with somebody who you know is looking for more possibility in their life. You can visit me at amandahollandwrites.com and accessconsciousness.com forward slash amandaholland where you can also discover more of the amazing tools of access consciousness. How does it get any better than that?